Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Hello and welcome to Out of the Blue on 3CR, 8.55am. We are today in the studio with Pam, Matt and Gus. And we're going to be talking about Plastic Free July. Um, Stay tuned after the break for tips and tricks on how to avoid single plastics during the whole month. Hip-hop, blues, reggae, jazz, opera, roots, curry or world music you're into, 3CR's music menu is serving it up to you. You're with Music Sans Frontier, music from around Australia and around the world. Good afternoon everybody and welcome to another edition of Great Voices. You're listening to Hit Sister Hop on 3CR 855 AM. Music matters on 3CR, 12 noon every Friday. Keep these diverse tunes on the air by subscribing to 3CR. Call 94198377. A newspaper shout, a new style is growing. Welcome back to Out of the, of the Blue. We are in the studio with Matt and Fam, who is going to talk to us today about her experience with Plastics Free July. Yeah, we are, because it is the 2nd of July, people, so Plastic Free July has just started. And uh, we thought we'd uh, exchange some uh, some tips and tricks just for the for the people who are out there who are going to give it a good try this year. Excellent. Well, let's start with telling us what plastics free July. Um, so it started in in WA. Uh, it was I think it was a council initiative uh, originally, and Plastic Free July is basically a challenge. So it's a challenge for people to try and not use or greatly diminish the use of single use plastics for the whole month of July. Good. So what's the problem with single use plastics? Uh, single-use plastics are <laughs> they are pretty terrible for the environment. So if you're a regular listener to the show, you'll, you'll know all about it. But for the people who are new, um, single-use plastics are basically uh, materials that are made from stuff that lasts forever. So all of the plastic that has ever been manufactured ever since the start of plastic, which is about, I think, the start of the 1900s, is still out there somewhere because it's made out of petrochemical um, chemicals and it doesn't break down into organic molecules like things like cotton or natural materials would. Um, So it'll break down 
into smaller and smaller pieces, from microplastics into nanoplastics even. Um, but eventually it won't break down any further than the plastic molecules themselves. And those plastic molecules are pretty much useless uh, for any other organism to use as food or as building blocks for their bodies like normal organic molecules would be. So they can't take it up back into the food chain. Um, now, single-use plastics are extra bad because basically, you know, it takes millions of years to make the oil. And then we pump up this oil and we go through this whole elaborate process of making these plastics using lots and lots of water and, and, and other resources and creating lots of CO2. And then we use these plastics for sometimes for a, a matter of minutes. And then we throw it away and it lasts forever in the environment. So that is the problem with single-use plastics. The amount of time that we use it and the things that we use it for don't really warrant the energy that we put into making it or the repercussions of having it forever, basically. Yeah, so what alternatives do we have? Well, of course, the best thing you can do is not use those products at all. Because if we don't use it, there is no use in making it anymore. And Plastic Free July is a way of, I guess... Um, learning about how much plastic we use or you in person, how much plastic you use and to think about different ways of avoiding it and just giving that a good try. Good, good. So have you prepared anything before the 1st of July to get onto this challenge? Or yeah, I have. Yes, yeah. preparation is, uh, is one of the hot tips. So um, what I do to prepare for Plastic Free July is I... I make a few, I have made three years ago because I'm doing it for a third time now. I have made a few key purchases that will actually save me a lot of headache and single-use plastic. So the first thing I did was buy a keep cup. Um, I really like drinking tea. I'm not a coffee drinker, but I'm a tea drinker. And uh, I take it everywhere with me now. So I'm saving all of those uh, single-use plastic coffee cups. Uh, you may have seen the last episode of The War on Waste on television. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it is pretty dismal that we use this coffee. I mean, how long does it take you to drink a coffee? Minutes. Yeah, a few minutes, right? Yeah. So, so we get this plastic coffee cup. We drink it for, you know, five minutes or whatever. Yeah. And then we chuck it and it lasts forever. You know, that's that that just doesn't seem right. No, so it, does. it doesn't. Um so so buying a, a keep cup or any other reusable cup really um that really helped. Um I also purchased bread bags. So they are bags that are made of organic cotton and they have an, a natural wax on the inside and I keep my bread fresh in that so I don't have to buy bread that's that comes in packaging. I'm Dutch, so I like eating bread. <laughs> can't get around it, yeah. <laughs> and I guess you can bring your um, reusable bags to to the shops. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So there's there's different levels of challenge in Plastic Free July. Mm. Um, if you want to go hardcore, you can basically say like, all right, the whole month of July, no single-use plastics whatsoever. I'm going to try and avoid everything, right? Um, but if that seems pretty overwhelming, you can also sign up to do something a little bit less invasive. So you can, for example, try to avoid the big four. And the big four are coffee cups, so single-use coffee cups, straws, which are, I don't know if you ever do beach cleanups, Gus, but straws are everywhere. Yeah. Straws, uh, plastic bags, and also single-use plastic water bottles. So if you 
if you're not sure about trying to avoid all of the single-use plastic for Plastic Free July, just start with those four and see how you go. Right. Yeah. So bring your reusable water bottle everywhere you go. Um, If you really want a straw, there are alternatives. There are metal straws. There are glass straws. There are all kinds of different straws that are not single-use. So, yeah. Good. So... Think about myself when I go to the shops. It seems that everything comes up either in a plastic bag or wrapped in plastic. How do I avoid getting this uh, single-use plastic from the shops? Have you got a Yeah, a so basically it. Uh, what I've found is that if I want to go shopping plastic-free, it pretty much rules out the supermarket already. You know, that's the first thing because everything in the supermarkets is wrapped in plastic, even the vegetables that already come in their own peel. Um, are also in plastic, which is quite ridiculous. So what I found um, is that a lot of the smaller retailers in my area, and I live I live north side, so I shop a lot on Sydney Road, there are so many smaller retailers that are happy to accommodate people who bring their own boxes. So when I go to the butcher, I will bring my own reusable box, uh, container, and I will ask them to put the meat in that. Um, same with the fish fishmonger because I like to eat uh, eat sustainable fish. Um, there are many markets like farmer's markets uh, where you can just buy all the fruit and veg that you need and just bring your own bag and it doesn't come in plastic packaging. So there are many alternatives. And what I really liked about it, which was a side effect that I didn't really anticipate at first, was first of all, I really get to know the local retailers which is really nice because all of a sudden you really feel like you know the people and the businesses in your area a lot more. And I'm supporting small business as well. And these people are, they're great and they're happy to accommodate their, their customers. I've never been refused uh, a, a container anywhere. Excellent. Yeah, yeah that's, that's pretty good. Um, it seems that you're an expert in, in not using plastics already. Oh, well, uh, I wouldn't call it that, but I try. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, so you did the first time three years ago. Did it last or do you only do it on, on, on the month of July or does it continue during the whole year now that you've done it more than once? Yeah, that's funny you say that because that is actually what happened to me. Yeah, so I, I started thinking, all right, let's give this a good crack. You know, I like a challenge and... Um, tried a month without sugar, which was also really hard. So I thought, ah, a month without plastics, yeah, let's give it a go. And um, what I found really interesting was that not only um, did I end up using a lot less plastic at the end of July, I actually kept all of the plastic that I used. Like if I, uh, you know, if something unexpected happened or something like that and there was a single-use bit of plastic, I kept it until the end of the month so that I would could do a bit of an evaluation and just see what I what I got. Um, but the funny thing was that by the end of July, I had made certain changes, like in my shopping behavior, uh, in rem- remembering to bring reusable uh, water bottle, coffee cup, that sort of thing with me all the time. And those behaviors actually stayed with me. So even when Plastic Free July had, had finished, I realized that there were actually a lot of single-use plastics that were really easy to cut out of my life. I find keep cups probably the easiest, but the, I found the side effect was the, the sheer utter guilt I would feel if I ever <laughs> forgot my keep cup after that. Yeah. Because it just becomes so ingrained to yeah. what you use takeaway yeah. that if you ever find yourself in a position where you're not prepared... 
yeah, I just feel ashamed for, yeah. for days. Well, I'm actually now after three years of doing plastic free July at the point where I actually will not have a coffee if I don't if I forgot my keep cup. And that's I how quite I quite reached that stage. But but you've got to keep reinforcing yourself, Matt. Yeah, the guilt's not that strong. Yet, <laughs> well, you can also get in and have the coffee sitting down. You yeah. it only takes yeah. five minutes. Yeah, yeah it's, exactly. it's all about preparation, though. Really, yeah. isn't it? Thinking yeah. ahead. Yeah, it's it's reacting. it's just that thinking ahead, like like making sure that you don't forget your bags, right? Your reusable bags. A lot of people say, "Oh, I just keep forgetting them." Well, if you know you're going to forget them, why don't you just hang them on the inside of your door? You know, yeah. so that when you go out the door, you know you're going to do shopping. You'll literally run into them. Um, we always have ours in the car. Yeah. You know, so so eventually those behaviors they they start because you're repeating them all through Plastic Free July, and it takes about 21 days to learn a new behavior. After a month, you notice that you've actually picked up a lot of behaviors and modified a lot of your behaviors, and it's very easy to continue after that. So, so Plastic Free July is just a start or a catalyst to uh, to to using less single-use plastics on uh, in a longer term. Good. So I think I'm going to take the challenge. But I want to know where can I get more information about it, like more tips. and. So plasticfreejuly.org is a good place to start. So that's got all the information, lots of tips and tricks. Uh, and we will be, we'll be putting a, a link on our, um, on our Facebook page as well after the show. Uh, and there's also, of course, uh, a website called the Rogue Ginger. Uh, dot com and that's a website by Erin Rhodes. She's a Melbourne um, lady who lives zero waste and plastic free. Um, she's pretty amazing, and her she started a blog, but really her website has now become an amazing resource of information on any on all plastic free living. So anything from uh, you know plastic free shopping to uh, plastic free makeup and body products um she's you know she had a zero waste wedding uh she oh. just had uh, a baby this year and is doing everything plastic free so if you need some inspiration um definitely go and check out Aaron's site the rogueginger.com good i'm worried about one thing what if i cannot um leave the whole month without using single-use plastics and then you go to hell <laughs> <laughs> no <I'm> kidding <laughs> no um one of the things that I decided when I started this challenge, especially in the second year, and this is one of the tips, especially if you're a beginner at this and you're not sure if you're, if you're going to manage, there is no such thing as failing at Plastic Free July. So the first thing you need to do is just, you know, realize that you're not going to make it to the end of July without using any single-use plastic. And that is okay. Like, that is not the point. It is not the point of the exercise to uh, go 100% without using any plastics, especially not if it's your first time or your third time in my case. <laughs> um, you know, after a while, um, because plastic is in everything. So we need yeah. to acknowledge that. Uh, but what is the goal of the exercise, for me at least, is to gain awareness of how much plastic there actually is out there and how much it gets forced on us. And also which parts of those we can avoid easily. Hmm. So it's not about being 100% good. And I, I saw this article come past the other day where somebody wrote a blog about, oh, I, I failed Plastic Free July on my first day, on the 1st of July. And I'm like, well, let's not, let's not use the language of failing because we all do our best and we don't want to put off any of the newbies, right? Yeah. I mean, you can't really fail Plastic Free July if the end result 
at the end of the month is that you have changed several of your behaviors and that you're way more conscious about the plastic that you use and that you've also discovered ways of really easily leaving particular items out of your life. Yeah, I would call that a win, right? So so there's no such thing as failing. So adjust your expectations uh, a little bit. That's, that's a, a tip I'd like to... You're listening to Out of the Blue, where we're talking about Plastic Free July, and we'll be back with more tips and tricks after this announcement. Estás sintonizando 3CR, 855 de tu each week, 3CR broadcasts over 130 programs in 25 languages supporting communities and viewpoints that you just don't hear about anywhere else. Subscribe to your award-winning multilingual community radio station, 3CR, and help keep these voices on the airwaves. Call the station on 9419 8377. The number is again 94198377. And we're back on Out of the Blue on 3CR 855 AM, streaming on 3cr.org.au, podcasting on iTunes or 3cr.org.au, or also on digital radio. And I'm um, joined in the studio by Fom and Gus, and we're talking about plastic-free July. Fom, do you have any more tips and tricks for people attempting it this year? Yeah, I think um, especially when you're a beginner, it can be really helpful to join like uh, a Facebook group or an online forum. Uh, so via Plastic Free July, the website, um, you can you can get on to those places um, because. It's really nice to see what other people are doing and to learn together. Um, and, of course, you know, doing, doing anything in community rather than by yourself is way more fun anyway. Um, and also, I guess a good tip would be don't compare yourself too much to other people. Um, like a lot of people will say like, oh, you know, I'm failing at this because look at my colleague or look at my friend. You know, she never uses any plastic and I'm so bad. I'm just going to give up. Um, that's not the point because everyone's situation is different. Um, if you are living by yourself, you know, it's uh, often a lot easier to do that. But if somebody else, if you live with other people, maybe with housemates who uh, who do some of the shopping or whatever, then it's often a lot harder to cut out single-use plastics. Or if you have a family, like if you've got little kids, um, it can be a lot more challenging to... Um, to plan ahead and to, to really avoid all of the plastic. So everyone's situation is different. And, um, yeah, you just go in there and, and basically do what you can with, with the best intentions. Um, but doing, doing this challenge with other people is, is the most fun. So, you know, get your friends on board, get your housemates on board, uh, get your colleagues at work on board. Uh, at the Eco Center, we have a, a bunch of people who do this every year, of course. So we've got... Um, um, we try to have a plastic-free office <laughs> for the month of July, which is uh, which is challenging. But many uh, many of our staff members are doing it, and the volunteers as well. And uh, so, I would also like to take this opportunity to uh, invite everyone: if you are going 
to try this challenge. Whether you're a beginner or you're a seasoned professional at Plastic Free July by now, um, on the 3rd of August from 6 o'clock onwards, from 6 to 8, we have a Plastic Free July after party at the Port Phillip Eco Center on Blessington Street in St. Kilda. And everyone is invited. Um, and that is just a really nice way of getting together and sharing stories of our successes and our challenges. Um, I like to keep all the plastic that I use that month and, and bring it in and, and discuss the, you know, what happened there and um, the pitfalls and all that sort of thing. Um, and everybody brings a plastic-free plate of uh, prepared food. And we do this every year after the challenge and every year. It's just a beautiful community celebration. Um, and also, if you haven't done any Plastic Free July this year, but you're interested in hearing stories and seeing if you want to get on board next year, come along. Um, it's really lovely, and uh, you can learn a lot from the stories. So what were those details again about that event? Uh, so it will be on the 3rd of August from 6 p.m. till 8 p.m. at the Port Phillip Eco Centre in St Kilda on Blessington Street. Um, yeah, there'll be tunes, there'll be food, hopefully, you have to bring that yourself, <laughs> and, uh, and, and good conversation and good people. So, yeah, everyone's invited. So, from you've worked as a marine educator at the Port Phillip Eco Centre for a while now, so you're probably in a better position than most to see some of the effects of plastic on marine life, especially in the bay. What kind of threats have you seen? Uh, that sort of stand out to you? Mostly, so what we've seen from the outside is mostly entanglement. Um, there's a lot of fishing line and, and those like strapping bands from, from uh, construction materials and things like that. Like those plastic, uh, the blue yeah. strips. Yeah. yeah, and you often see them on the street because they tend to, they're really hard to put in bins and stay in the bins because they have awkward angles and things like that. And uh, and so we, we do get a lot of seals that get, um, that get entangled in those. Um, luckily, you know, people keep a good eye out for seals trapped. And if you ever see wildlife um, entangled in plastic like that and they're still alive, you can contact the, uh, the marine response unit from uh, Zoos Victoria and they'll come out in the boat and catch that animal and free it. And they're very good at what they do. Um, I've also done a few autopsies before on shearwaters. Uh, those are migratory birds. You might know them as mutton birds. And um, they washed up dead and all of them had nurdles in their stomachs. So uh, there is the entanglement issue as well as the ingestion. So animals eating plastic. So I think we, we talked about nurdles a while ago on the show. Can you just remind us what they are again? They're plastic resin pellets. So they are basically the, the material that plastic products are made of. So uh, Melbourne has a lot of factories around the place that use plastic products. Well, they, they manufacture plastic products. So what they do is they'll, uh, they'll order bags full of nurdles um, and they often ship in from China and other Asian countries where they are made in petrochemical factories. And these are basically n little nuggets of plastic. And when somebody wants to make, for example, a plastic chair or a plastic water bottle, they will grab a bunch of these noodles, put them in the machine, melt them down, and then injection mold them into the shape that they want that plastic product to be. So they're, the, they're an industrial pollution, basically. Mm. That and so a lot of those are coming into our rivers, waterways, and into yeah, the Yeah, it's mostly due to mismanagement. Um, they're very hard to clean up because they're tiny. They're like little pebbles of maybe um, four millimeter... Um, diameter so once they bounce you know bounce off the factory floor or something like that it's very easy for them to get out into the gutter and into the stormwater drains and that's how they get into the bay mm. they're very light 
Yeah. They fly away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The wind picks them up quite easily. Not as easily as polystyrene, but they'll definitely... Uh, they go everywhere, and they float. They float in yep. the water column, so yeah. it, it looks like food because most of them are sort of a transparent kind of plastic. So to a bird or a fish, it just looks like a fish egg, which yeah. is which is food or a little crustacean or something. So mm. they can't tell the difference. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess you know there's some pretty obvious plastic pollution on beaches, but sometimes you'll see a relatively clean beach, but it's not until you look under a microscope that you see that it's full of microplastics as well. Yeah, that's which right. I think is uh, a yeah. big issue, especially so, with synthetic fibers in clothing. You know, washing yeah, out from yeah, your washing there are machine. there are many different problems with uh, with microplastics. There's another thing actually that I would like to um, give away as a tip for Plastic Free July. I um, one of the two of the items that I haven't really been able to uh, replace easily. One is bin liners, and I get a lot of questions about that. Some people can fold newspaper mm-hmm. and then and then put that in as a bin liner, so that is an option. And uh, the other ones are uh, dog poo bags. I mm-hmm. have a dog. Yeah. Uh, he poops a lot, <laughs> like every dog. So uh, I have actually found that uh, there is a company in, in Port Melbourne that makes uh, a type of plastic that is not a dangerous plastic. It's landfill biodegradable which means that it actually breaks down in the landfill by the bacteria that live there into organic molecules. So um, it can then be taken up into the the food chain. And um, I'm just going to do a shameless plug because I think those Mm. particular products are worth spruiking. Uh, I think we should put it on the Facebook page as well. Yeah, Yeah. the company is called Biogon, and I I do support them because of this idea, but also because... Um, the owner and uh, one of the directors of Biogon is also uh, a leader in Beach Patrol and he plays a very important community leadership role in diminishing single-use plastics in the city of Port Phillip. Uh, at the moment, um, him and his wife are running a campaign uh, in Port Melbourne where they are working with cafes to replace plastic straws with paper ones and just to run a trial and see see how that's going. And they're very successful at that. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to give a shout-out yeah. to, to, to those people who are actively trying to change these things in the community but also come up with, um, you know, products that might help us make that transition to uh, zero waste. And it's not that long ago that we live without plastic in all these situations, you know. That's right. I mean, 15, 20 years. Most, most people who are or, alive now can yeah. still remember that they never used plastics when they went to the shop. They, you know, they just brought their own bags and stuff came in paper. I'd like to think that I'm too young to remember, but that's not true. So. <laughs> Yeah. All right, we'll be back with Out of the Blue after this announcement. 3CR programs provide information and analysis you won't hear in the mainstream. Today we'll be looking at the legacy of the US war on Vietnam on Laos. And as far as corporate capitalism is concerned, it is the worst political and economic system that you can have. Our laws about jailing refugees and asylum seekers are so well crafted. Sex is not irrelevant and we like who we are, but we don't have to be imprisoned by our gender. Become a subscriber today. Call us on 9419 8377 or visit 3cr.org.au. 3CR, the voice. Hi, everyone. So we're back. This was Out of the Blue with Gus and Matt and myself, Farm, where we talked about Plastic Free July. Um, So give it a good go. Um, I challenge everyone. If you need any extra support, hit me up at the Eco Center at farm, F A M, at ecocenter.com. And uh, or just get in touch via our Facebook page. Um, so we're wishing you a very, very 
uh, good plastic-free July. And, um, yeah, keep up the good work, and we will check in next month again and uh and see how everything's gone <laughs> it'll be it'll be good to see what happens and thanks to our new presenter gus i think you did a great job today welcome to the team thanks Matt. thanks fam all right and uh coming up next we'll be out of the pan and i'll leave you with the track only we're lonely from other places new album lost in the sea of paradise listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.